So, how do you feel about Denzel? I don't have to feel a way about Denzel, son. I don't have to. Why'd I got to feel a way about Denzel? Sorry. <laughs> uh, work in some baseball analogies, and maybe I'll figure out a, a way to justify how I feel about Denzel. Um, What's your favorite Denzel movie? I don't think I have one. I don't know if I've watched enough Denzel. I still, I think I might have said Man on Fire. Okay, well, that's going to be the third one in our miniseries. Oh, perfect. What's the other thing you're going to say? Training Day? That's another Denzel flick, right? Oh, 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 th- when he said My Nerd. Uh, <laughs> 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 I got you. <laughs> My Nerd. Okay. <laughs> I feel uh, like that's the only. Okay, so Samuel L. Jackson has motherfucker. Yeah. And there's that one actor that has shit. <laughs> Denzel is the N word. <laughs> it's that. It's that exact thing. He says it in a way that is just like this. That's the vice principle. It's not even in most Samuel L. Jackson movies. He says motherfucker. It's not even that in most Denzel movies he says the N-word like that, but in like the three, four that he does. It's the times he does. It's like the vice principal of the school just came in and he said got a it. rolled up magazine and you I mean like it's it is assertive and like, oh, sorry, I apologize. I didn't I didn't know I did something. I'm I'm sorry. Like it just hits. It arrests your attention. It's resonant. <laughs> so my fa I don't know if I have a favorite because he's literally my favorite actor. Oh. And I could watch him do anything and I like the only movie that he's in there's only this two that I have any issue with for real is Ricochet. I can't stand Rick. I mean he was oh, good in Ricochet, but the Rico- uh... Ricochet was so wild to me that like I was like this is this is too dated. Okay, this is before me. Ricochet and Bullworth. Uh, this is nineteen eighty one. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh and then uh I forgot the name, but there's a movie where he plays a principal of a of like a middle school and it's a real story, but the actual real man is white, and that shit's so hilarious to me. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Does he say the N-word? Like <laughs> No, no, no. But it's just funny that he played a white man in the movie and it's a real it's a true story. They just let it happen, but like that's the they magic Denzel. of Denzel. Look, if I was a white man and they were like, yo, we're gonna make the Tifron uh biopic, Denzel said he's willing to do it. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm fine with that. Me being a white man. Like, <laughs> I just let it happen. Can you see that, wanna, you see that teacher? It. He's like at the premiere. Like, so uh, why are you here for the premiere? Uh, I, I, mm, uh, I, I, it's I, just me. I'm him. I'm part, of the, hands him a I'm part of the thing. I'm just, let's just say I'm part of the thing. They I don't want to. He's a I don't seat wanna. filler. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, seat filler. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Hold on, I had to go. Had to go pull it up. It's hard lessons. Uh, the oh, George McKenna I, story. I don't think I even. It is, has his full name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. People, skin color. Nobody had the internet back then. They wouldn't know the difference. It was 1986. They didn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the year I was born. Also, part of it is uh, I think Morgan Freeman's. Uh, oh, his principal movie outshined this one. Yes. 
lean on me. Lean on me. Yeah. You can't undo lean on. They used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, as much as I love Denzel, Lean on Me is the better principal movie. So, mm-hmm. and that was 89. So it definitely Okay, liked. I definitely remember Hard Lessons now. Yes. <laughs> I just saw a picture. What's weird is there are I'm currently seeing two images that are both covers for this, and one of them is him with a gun. <laughs> That's the wrong one. As a principal? Damn. Oh so my God. one of the things we considered was Equalizer 1 and 2, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Hmm. Turns out I got the DVDs, and hey, they both have digital copies. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we're here now. Fences. Yeah. So you're saying I didn't have to watch Fences this whole time? My bad. Damn. <laughs> I didn't have to cry for no fucking reason? Shit. <laughs> Feel the feels? Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, uh, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret, but you might be able to find us out back at the house sipping some gin, shooting the shit, and casually explaining how our fathers destroyed our hope for happiness in a cold world. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about how hard that is. They're not, they're not <laughs> having a little bourbon. They're not having, like, whiskey. It's they're gin. Being, they're like, mmm. Look, got that, that got that uh, Christmas taste. That's what that boy on grass clippings. <laughs> that boy Troy so wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they made sure we saw, we saw that it was gin several times. Yeah, and they, it was I mean they were going hard on it too. Oh, <laughs> Troy, Troy specifically. I like a gin I like a gin every now and then, but not like straight to the hilt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh on the panel today. He survived two plane crashes in the same day. Tim. hey <laughs> And his claim to fame is he can ride a bicycle backwards. Ren. I, I never said I could do it well. <laughs> uh, and I'm your host, Tivzilla. Uh, and today, we're watching the movie Fences from 2016. And we're also doing a Denzel Washington miniseries. And this is our first episode in the miniseries. <laughs> so... Uh, I wanted to pick out the movies we did. I wanted to do one where I'm like, okay, this is Denzel absolutely flexing his actor muscle. Absolutely. And I think this is the best one that I've seen for that. It seems like every Denzel movie, no matter what kind I mean, of character yeah, he's he doesn't, playing, he's never phoned like, it in. You're just, you're enthralled. You're, you're captivated, <laughs> but you're, you're drawn to him. And this movie, he flexes his acting muscle so hard, you hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It seems like he doesn't seem, it it seems like he doesn't compromise on the roles he takes, which is kind of refreshing because then you got movies like Hidden Strike or Jackie Chan's like, yeah, I could do that. But like, uh, it it was, it was, it was a good movie despite hating the main character. (laughs) Hey, that's how you know it's a good movie. Mm. Sure, I'm gonna sure, sure. I mean, if if you can hate the main character, but be like, yo, this movie was still great. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, frankly, I watched it for Viola Davis. So no, she was. I mean, she. We. I said this is Denzel flexing his actor muscle the most, but she came <laughs> and did it too. Uh, in a baseball <laughs> analogy, she came out swinging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need more of those. Well, that's the thing, though. Like when you're when you're 
acting hard when you when you're going in. Okay, neither of those things. I would act so hard right now. When you're when you were uh, when you're when you're doing it like like Denzel can, you need someone to work off of. Yeah. That would have never worked. Like uh I mean like there's just not a lot of people that would have like really been able to continue that movement. Be toe to toe. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, uh this this movie was released in theaters uh, Christmas twenty sixteen. Currently it's streamed on Amazon Prime, but by right now today is august 19th by september 1st is probably going to be gone i'm sorry uh hopefully some it pops up somewhere else and if you're listening and you haven't seen it you'll be able to catch it without any additional cost or you might just got to spend the the three dollars i'm sorry but it's amazon's fault don't blame me amazon servers can't handle the death that's what it is (laughs) denzel and viola davis together just shaking the universe they, they had to take like all of the Spy Kids films off. <laughs> Their powers combined. <laughs> now oh, they can man. put it back on there. So get ready. So yeah, uh, this is actually Denzel started and he actually directed it too. This is his third directed film uh, behind Antoine Fisher, The Great Debaters, then this. And then he did a journal for Jordan a couple years ago. But yeah, his third one. It was originally an August Wilson play, a very... Highly acclaimed August Wilson play, which yeah. makes which made sense after you told me with how few sets they actually used. Yeah, yeah. And Denzel actually acted in the play along <laughs> with. I think the original run was uh, James Earl Jones was. Uh, oh, was that's Troy. terrifying. That sounds. Absolutely. I even think Lawrence Fishburne played him at some point too. Oh wow! Like, yeah, it's it's been it's been a long long running play, and like a lot of different actors have been in there. My my, you said Lawrence Fishburne. My dumbass is just just over here, just like. Would you believe you had a hard life? <laughs> if you had to choose between baseball and a woman, is that uh, which would you choose? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm tracking. Which would you Matrix. choose? Matrix again. <laughs> or if you could Keep have them back. both, like a purple pill. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, intense dads. On the show Blackish, Lawrence Fishburne plays Anthony Anderson's dad. And one of my favorite episodes is when Anthony felt that he had to beat his son Jack. And he wasn't, like, they don't usually beat their kids. So he was, like, nervous about it. So he went to his dad for advice. And his How dad was like, I oh, beat yeah. my child? Oh, he, got, he got so excited. He was like, I, you know what my favorite thing is? The Hot Wheels track. Look at this. And he busted one out. And he's like, look, look at the pop back. He was slapping his hand. Like a switch? <laughs> yeah, like, but from watching how excited his dad got about the thought of beating his son, uh. he decided not to beat his son. <laughs> but yeah, Lawrence, yeah, anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the budget for this fences was $24 million. Uh Domestic, it made uh, $57.6 million. International, $6.7 Total. Okay. 4.4 million uh so yeah especially for a 24 million dollar budget and it's on a play like yeah yeah now a lot of that obviously it was an oscar play it came out at the end of the year and they knew what they were doing <laughs> and it did not win for best picture denzel was nominated for best actor he didn't get it famously so 
there was like, you know how they do like the cameras on all of the nominees right before they call. He lost this year to Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. Oh boy. And it was also after like his, the Casey Affleck allegations came out and all that yeah. shit. So it was like, one, Denzel was way better than fucking Casey Affleck, period. Absolutely. Two, he still won after all that shit. And so like Denzel sat there like almost holding back tears like this fuck shit. <laughs> like I was mad for him. So when I finally saw this movie, like my response was fuck Casey Affleck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Viola Davis won though. Not only did oh, yeah. she win Academy Award, she won BAFTA, Golden Globes. Um, I was going down the list and I started to forget things. But it, I, once I got to like six or seven, I was all right. <laughs> I, I think she deserved every every fucking thing that she got because uh, her in that movie, like she was absolute saint. Oh yeah, oh, she yeah. got she got some of the best lines, some of the best timing, like I, everything, just like works so well for that character her character was the heart of the movie so yeah yeah i get it now uh rotten tomato ratings audience 75 critics 92 which i get not not i get i don't agree with the but audience? I, I i agree with the critics but i was gonna I, say what's up with the audience well they're the, they're the audience and it, it was a it was an oscar play movie it was mm. a dramatic they not a whole lot of action it was a lot of talking so they probably were like, hey, I heard this movie was good. Or I love Denzel in insert uh, this yeah. thriller. And then you go and he talks for two hours. Somebody, so somebody got, on the computer. Yeah. 2.5. Way <laughs> too sad. Still <laughs> crying. Hey, rude. Rude. For you to call me out like that. While recording. But... Uh, no, no, I, I avoid movies that make me feel things, not because they're bad, because they make me feel things. It's because I already feel things, and I watch movies to avoid feeling things. This um, one definitely... Do, uh... not, do not understand baseball. Yeah, that was it. Pretty I, sure I don't watch guy was baseball. wearing a football outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump guy. Three. Oh, one man. half. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Real quick before we get into it, they shout got outs. all kinds of shrimp in heaven. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 explore that Sorry. in a second. <laughs> you can Sorry. bring that back. That's genuinely funny. Um, the so shout outs. I noticed we still got our usual suspects with us. Uh, Canada now has three. Uh, oh, right. Hell yeah. So we got somebody in British Columbia now. Hey. Canada. Yeah. I uh, love it. I noticed uh, Nebraska, Nevada, they've been listening this week. I don't know who y'all are. It might be Tim, but shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a single listen from Nigeria and a single listen from Hong Kong. Usually I don't call out the single listens. Oh. I was just happy we got you know I Nigeria and Hong Kong. That was That's neat. cool. But yeah. Uh, I'm going to remind y'all to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get paid for this. We just do it for fun. Oh, yeah. just we just we I like torturing Ren. It's, like, it's hey, not man. hard. <laughs> just make me watch a critically acclaimed movie and I'll cry. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. But, okay, so how do we feel about it just generally speaking? Uh, I'd just flat out say it's one of the best made films I've seen 
in oh. a long time. It, it the set pieces were really good. All the acting, the the costumes were like weirding me out because I've had how to... big Denzel's pants were. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, buy, you buy what you can get. Uh, but no, like I um. I feel like recently I've been looking through like a lot of old photos at my mom's and I was like, man, this porch just looks too much like a specific porch. Like it, it everything was neat. <laughs> it was well knit. It was fun right. though. Like just watching them do what they do and obviously enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know if I, if they built that set, like, I mean, they, or if it was just already an old ass house in Pittsburgh, like you know what I mean? Like hmm. I feel like it was already a house. Like everything it. about that felt like it was just too perfect. Or or did they build an old timey house? It felt like everything just sat so well together that mm-hmm. uh it, it everything Obviously um, it, it wasn't CGI, but no, like, <laughs> no, 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 but like unlike the these sets yeah. that we saw, you guys told me in the last movie we watched, which is Hidden Strike, that the village you thought could have been somewhere, but it felt like a set. There wasn't enough establishing shots around to mm, okay. really make me believe that it existed somewhere out in the Middle East. This, however, felt like, you know, they had the shots of the neighborhood, of the street. You could see the street from the backyard. Uh, yeah. Denzel, when it's raining and he's opening a window, everything felt so, uh, I, I don't know, concrete, I guess, in a way. It, it just it, felt real. It could I definitely be that they picked out a neighborhood and just worked around it. Yeah. I got you. Did you go around? You know, uh, I was giving you grief about making me watch a movie that made me feel things, even though I understand that that's why people watch movies. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough watch. I had to take a break in the middle of it, like literally in the middle of it to go. Uh, is basically when he broke a bombshell to uh, Rose that we'll, yep. we'll get into. And it was like, okay, that's fucking it. I need to go because the entire time he's up on his high horse about everything he does and sacrifices. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's this one thing. There's one, there's one little thing. It's a little thing. You got to give it to me because, you know, I do so much. Um, then I'm the like, way, no, fuck this. Let me set this house on fire real quick. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we're struggling, but let me just really make it harder. Uh, <laughs> by and large, um, I think it was a good movie. There's a reason that I wasn't watching it. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I it, it's great. I, I liked it. Will I watch it again? Who knows? Maybe I need to feel feelings in the future, too. I'm not sure. All right. Uh, this is the second time I've seen it. The first time I watched it, I cried. I loved it. I was like, holy shit. Like, they acted there. Not that I've, I don't know if I've ever seen act, acting like this, but I definitely was just, like, my mouth was just hanging open at how well acted it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know the emphasis on, you know, Viola and Denzel, everybody did it, but, like, there, there's parts in this where they just... I, I, it's, it's inhuman how human they became. <laughs> yeah. Like it just blew me away. So that's why I was like, we're going to start off strong with, <laughs> with just showing raw talent. I think it was just so exceptionally believable mm-hmm. that it, it struck a chord because it was easier to identify with. It wasn't so extreme as to be like, oh, we're Jackie Chan and we're driving on the highway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, this resonates more because I can understand it better. 
Oh yeah. 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 Also, even though like it was so heavy and like, you know, it really, it really got to me. That shit happens all the time. <laughs> so like then it, so a lot of the time I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's that shit. Like, that's the shit that we don't talk about. Like, you, you know, the, the stuff the family don't talk about kind of deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt like you were watching somebody's kind of dirty laundry. Oh, just yeah. For, for two hours straight. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we can get into it. And if you don't know, we're about to spoil the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, hopefully you can catch it before Amazon takes it off or you can find it somewhere. If not, and you just want to listen to our voices... All right. <laughs> you know, you have a problem do, if you just want to listen to our voices to watch the movie. <laughs> should do us one better. I'm, well, I'm going to go watch the play in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Apparently, apparently the hard lessons yeah. under, in some markets was just called the George McKenna story. <laughs> That's even funnier. And they <laughs> decided to call it hard lessons later. <laughs> How do you think that guy explained it to his friends and family and colleagues? When he's like, oh, yeah, they made the a trivia. movie based on my life. It's like, the okay. Because he was cool with it. <laughs> and that's like Denzel. Which is awesome. Pre-Denzel. Yeah. Like, pre- like everyone household name Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> so like for a lot of people, it's just some random black man just playing. My- <laughs> Everybody's just confused. But like, I... Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a good movie. Why not? All right. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, so the film starts out with Troy Maxson and his buddy Jim Bono working as trash collectors in the city of Pittsburgh in the 1950s. Bono tells Troy he might need to settle down before he gets in trouble. And Troy rants about uh, how he can't be in trouble for just asking a question and why they got the white guys driving the trash trucks, but the black guys lifting the trash cans. And then uh, they get off work and they head to Troy's house and they head out out back of the house and they continue chatting over a bottle of gin and Troy's wife, Rose, played by Viola Davis, mm-hmm. uh, comes out and she sits with him. And like here we learn that their son, Corey, is uh, he's being looked at by football recruiting scouts. And Troy doesn't seem to like the idea because though he was a great baseball player, he never made it to the major leagues. Uh, and he says because of the color barrier. That's what he says. Uh, which we find out is more of a compounded issue than just that but yes yeah and like bono tries to reassure troy and says like if you be like you in the sports he gonna be all right ain't but two men ever played baseball as good as you that's babe ruth and josh gibson them the only two that ever hit more home runs than you but troy starts to fuss and what did ever get me? <laughs> I should have let Tim say this part. And what did ever get me? Ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. <laughs> and Damn. I'm like, Rose jumps in and she's like, times have changed since you were playing baseball, Troy. Uh, and Bono goes, you know, times have changed, Troy. You just came along too early. And Troy snaps back. They ought not. I'm sorry. I got to. They ought. They ought not. Never have no. <laughs> We got to give all of them points for right? these lines, Look. delivering them the way they were. I watched it with subtitles on, and I'm glad I did because from yeah, time to time I'm, I was like, "This is I'm, not how people in Pittsburgh talk." I, I'm what a is triple going negative. On? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna okay. get this shit. I'm gonna get it. Not, Look. not, 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 not. There ought not never been no time called too early. <laughs> oh man. 
But yeah, so uh, <laughs> while they were still out bat chatting, oh, Troy's older son from a previous relationship, Lions, he comes by and he asks for ten dollars, and like they they gradually get into in it over him asking for the money right <laughs> he's like i was just in the neighborhood for a minute thought i'd stop by and and denzel's like yeah you was in the neighborhood all right nigga <laughs> telling the truth there you was in the neighborhood because it's my payday <laughs> uh, well since you mentioned it let me have ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i thought it was borrow i'm sorry i'm sorry let me let me borrow ten dollars <laughs> And he's like, only time I see this nigga is when he wants something. And like, then they start to argue back and forth because he was like, you know, I'm going to pay it back, yada, yada. And then eventually Denzel's like, uh, boy, your mama did a hell of a job raising you. And then you see him or Lions, like his, his face gets serious. And he's like, you can't change me, Pop. I'm 34 years old. If you wanted to change me, should have been there when I was growing up. And it was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So constantly, there's something I want to talk about in this movie, which made me super uncomfortable, which is the fact that we could be chilling out, joshing. Yeah, yeah, and then the it gets time. real. And then out of nowhere, somebody's like, let me dump on you some traumatic family history. Let me give you these facts, dude. I was just like, oh, God. Sometimes so I avoid my own family. Jesus. Like, <laughs> like in the previous scene they were they were bullshitting then it got serious yep. and then they went back to bullshitting and he was telling some story and then lions comes like that. in and they're joking they're joking and it's like oh, he wants some money and then it got ser real serious again <laughs> man yeah but you could tell like everybody was used to it like yeah. even like like bono was just like well here we go again and he just gets quiet and lets him handle it uh, or sometimes he's like, well, that's my cue to leave. <laughs> Bono had like the patience of a saint to just keep sticking it out, man. I I would have dipped out so fast. Hey, man. Ooh, he, I, think my girlfriend, I think my wife calling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she making I pig can feet. Her. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Rose eventually cuts in and makes uh, Troy give his son the money. Uh, then Lion leaves. Sorry, Lions leaves. Then Troy grumbles, but, you know, he tells Bono, who's about to head home because... <laughs> he was about to head home the whole time, right? How much he loves Rose, and he loves I'm her so out. much. He done ran out of so he done ran out of ways to love her. He loves Rose so much. Yeah, nice. how about that? Crazy, right? Mm. Weird. Yeah. Well, he's not lying. Ran out. No, he's not lions. Lions just left. <laughs> um, there's something about having to tell other people how you feel about another person that immediately is like a red flag indication of like, okay, why do you need to tell other people? How I love my great I love, I love my, my wife. wife. Right? <laughs> yes, great. I love <laughs> No one could love their wife better than me. <laughs> I'm the MVP, best baseball player of loving my wife. Keep my wife's <laughs> name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I was in a pot movie. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the next morning, Troy uh, he starts fussing early in the morning, and he's already like getting on Rose's nerves. And she's like, "Troy, what's wrong with you this morning? Don't nothing sit right with you. Go on in there, get back in bed, and get up on the other side." <laughs> I wish that worked. <laughs> right. I'll be like, oops. 
<laughs> like shortly after Troy's hears his brother Gabe approaching the house and like he walks out front to see him and like Gabe suffers from a traumatic brain injury from I guess yeah. the, from a war or something. Yeah. The war. And the war. Yes, yeah. The, oh, at that, the, the yeah, second. The second war. one. That's two. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> Remix. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> he suffers from a dramatic brain injury, and like Troy, you can tell Troy kind of is like embarrassed by him a bit because he kept trying to get him to come in the house, come in the house, and Gabe keep talking about different stuff out in the street, mm-hmm. and Gabe is played by I want to make sure I say his name right, uh, Michael T. Williamson, who most people might know as Bubba Gump from Forrest Gump. Oh yes. But oh, shrimp. My favorite role of his is he's the dude in Wait and Exhale that goes, Are you raggedy, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you raggedy, bitch. <laughs> uh... Uh, okay, yeah. Uh... <laughs> and then she just starts throwing shit at him. I think it was like apples or something. She just started <laughs> Anyway, oh god. So yeah, Gabe. So we we also learned that the military gave uh, gave Gabe three thousand dollars for his injury, and Troy used that money to buy their house. Now Gabe did live with them for a good while, and Troy took care of him. But he recently moved out to live with someone named Miss Pearl because mm-hmm. he wanted his own place. And now Troy feels even more embarrassment because now Gabe's living somewhere else other than the house that the money he got bought, you know? Yeah. So Troy's Troy's big shtick is like, I work for everything that I have, which immediately flies in the face when you learn that he got yeah, the house that he lives in. Because of Gabe. Because of his brother. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think not only is he trying to like, you know, like he sees everyone in the neighborhood looking because Gabe has a tendency to sing and shout uh, while carrying his horn and his basket of produce. Uh, but at the same time, like I think it's drawing attention to him because everybody seems to understand that the reason why he's in that house is because of his brother Gabe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's part guilt and shame and embarrassment, it feels like. It's just compounded. Oh, yeah. So next scene, uh, Corey, Troy and Rose's son, uh, comes home from football practice and Rose orders him to go handle his chores before his dad, Troy, starts fussing again. And when Troy does come home, Corey comes out to help him with the fence that they're trying to build. Mm -hmm. And hence the name of the movie. Oh, (laughs) okay. I get it. I was Fence, fences. Oh, oh, I, thought, oh, I thought they knew somebody but, that could get rid of some stolen items quickly. I, I thought it was a movie about fencing with that's, swords. That's a different movie. But wait, there's more. So, <laughs> so in this scene, we see how Overbeer and Troy can be on Corey. And yeah. like Corey started a conversation about baseball. And that struck a nerve with Troy because, you know, he feels some type of way because he didn't go into the major leagues. And that conversation segued into another conversation about how Corey's playing football instead of working at the AMP. Uh, before we get too far into it, I had a terrible racist situation at an AP and an A and P in my family's my in my parents' uh, hometown. Oh, go for it, please. By all means, share. Um, shortest version I can say is we had a just a whole counter full of stuff, a big old full cart. 
but my mom was using government assistance. And mm-hmm. the one girl didn't know how to write it up because this is before cards. And this, this is, is when they had the, the checks, basically. Mm-hmm. You had to sign them in front of the people. And she didn't know how to write it up. It was Wick and then the checks. Mm-hmm. And this older lady come in. And you know how when people speak under their breath and they, they're tr- not trying to actually speak under their breath? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an old person tactic. This older lady comes <laughs> over. She's like, these niggas never had real money anyway. Mm. And my mom looks dead at her and goes, put it all back. And we <laughs> left. We Bro. never went back there. My friends would be like, oh, I understand this APMP. They got juices. I'd be like, nah, we, this car don't park in that lot. I mean, I that stayed <laughs> my whole life. I have never been back to that AMP. It's damn. still there. But man, man, it was like. One of those experiences, like we got in the car, and my mom was like, "You don't come here no more." Is that mm-hmm. have you got that straight? And I was like, "Yeah." And it's like you you know well enough not even to try and argue that you're just like, Mm-mm. "Yeah." No, if, if I see an AMP, and if I'm in some small town somewhere that still got one, and I see one, I don't even look at it for more than a second. It's just like can't do it. Goddamn. It, it was rough because she she said it just quiet enough to be loud, and yeah. it was like mm-hmm. the government's gonna give you this money. I wish it's not I fake wish. money. Not that it is not that it is ever your mom's responsibility to take on that, but I wish she lit her up in public. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, tell, telling them to their face, you yeah. put the, you, you put it all back was pretty rough on the three people working at this grocery store. Uh-huh. They were going to be thinking about that for the next hour. <laughs> I I'm not laughing at you. I'm la- like I'm no, laughing cuz I they, understand. They were they were immediately like the Ole was like say what? Like put it back. Put, put it back. We don't we ain't shopping here. Yeah. And I'm good. like it just the uh, like it was like, nope, too late. Mhm. The manager yep. come walking out after the car. You know, he's got his little apron on. He's got that face like, well, no. And my mom put her hand out of the car. was like, nope. And we just start backing up. Goddamn. He just stood there like, <sighs> just that face where it's like, I can't make the old people do better. And yep. I should have known she would do something like that. Mm-hmm. Every other white person in the store like, what's going on? And we're talking about a grocery store with four lanes. So anybody that was up there heard yeah, this heard. whole yeah. shit. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's and it struck a chord with some of the people on, in our neighborhood. A lot of black people in general stopped going Just over. Stop going. Yep. Yeah. It was like, oops. So right, as, soon as, I, so, as soon as I heard him say A, a- and B, I was like, he ain't supposed to be working in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Was he saying that he preferred to shop at the AMP or somewhere else? And Rose was saying she preferred AMP or which who was on AMP um, side. I can't remember. That's the weird thing. He, he preferred the AMP because okay. it was cheaper. It was cheaper. And she was like, well, I'm trying to support our neighborhood. And that was like a weird, that Wait, was no, a it weird was way for it to go. She wanted it cause it was cheaper, but I think it was also like, and he, he shopped somewhere else cause it, it was more expensive, but, like they let him like pay later or something like oh, that. Oh, right? that was the one. But also, mm-hmm. she was kind of standing for the AMP because that's where Corey worked. That's right. So it was like it was. They're really talking about one thing, mm-hmm. but they were talking about something. They yeah. had a secondary argument. Going. Yeah. <laughs> if I, need, I if I'm short and I need some bread, I'll tell them I'm short. They, you know, they'll charge me later. I was like, shoot, this is a real long time ago. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, but now she know me. She know me, so we good. Like, and yeah. Anyway, uh, so who you you got, Corey? I, I could do Corey. It's not. I mean, there's no there's no M bombs in here. So oh no no no! no. Trip no like that. Like no, Troy. <laughs> Troy got all the M bombs. Yeah, I know. This is like. I mean, Troy has like a lot of the good, like yeah. I don't know, I, points to make. But yeah, no, I was I, I was practicing earlier, but I feel like in the moment I'm going to be laughing too hard to to really get a Denzel out. So it's, don't... A, it's rough, man. His his whole shtick was so hard, and his. His dialogue mm. was just so long and like and it was rapid fire too. Yeah. Oh, man. but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, uh, how come you ain't never liked me? Like you? Who the hell said I got to like you? What laws did say I got to like you? Want to stand up in front of my face and ask a fool ass question like that? Talking about liking somebody? Come here, boy. Let me talk to you. Straighten up, goddamn it! Now, I ask you a question. What law is there that say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Ask me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. Nigga, as long as you in my house, you put sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You got a roof overhead? Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back? Why do you think that is? Because of you. Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you? I go out here every morning busting my butt putting up with them crackers every day, and I like you? You about the biggest fool I ever saw. It's my job. It's my responsibility. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house. You fill your belly with my food. Put your behind on my bed because you're my son. Not because I like you. Because it's my duty to take care of you. Or owe you responsibility. Now let's get this straight. Right here, right now, before it goes any further. I ain't got to like you. Mr. Rando give me my, my money on payday because he liked me. He give my money because he owe me. Now, I done gave you everything I got to give you. I gave you your life. Me and your mama worked it out between us. Liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Now, don't you go... <laughs> now, don't you go through your life... <laughs> now, don't you go through your life worrying about whether or not somebody like you or not. You best make sure they do right by you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I get that out of my face and go down to that AMP. <laughs> Uh, there's there's something that the delivery that uh, Washington has that feels very much like having somebody put a cigarette out on you, where it just every fucking line is delivered with this like you should have known better. It's like this is the way the world works. This is why I'm hurting you. Mm-hmm. Um, it only sucks because it's like there's a level of respect that is that is expected by Denzel's character by Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's unwilling to compromise, but he's constantly talking. Well, he he mentions it later how like his father was almost a relic of the past mm-hmm. and unable to adjust to how things were changing. But Troy doesn't recognize that he's doing very much the same the thing. Same thing. His yep. own way. So um, it really sucks because you're hoping that, you know, you see his son trying so hard to win his father's approval. And you're hoping that Troy will give him the permission he needs to succeed in that. But Troy doesn't want to give anything to anybody. He nope. just wants to take from people. Yep. Um, or he's like, Tommy, I'm tired of having sponsorabilities. <laughs> it's fu- two things you said in uh, just now. We've touched on our previous episodes. One, the Denzel's delivery 
I forgot what episode, but I was talking about how I love him in Magnificent Seven when he's like, pick it up! And it's like, <laughs> if you heard that, like, if you were in Walmart and you heard... That was uh, tell, Puss in Boots. Yeah, Puss in Boots. <laughs> if you were Walmart yeah. and you heard him tell uh, little John David to put some shit back, you'd put your own shit back. Put it back! And I forgot the second thing. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah there was something about that that like you. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. the hell said I got to like you? Right. I'm just uh, like, God damn it. Just say you love your kid, man. Like fucking nah. shit. I, oh, that's the other thing. We touched on that in some other episode too about how uh, Jean David said on a Breakfast Club interview that uh, it's hard to impress his dad. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, I got this role. And he's like, all right, well, what you going to do next? <laughs> like, whoopty shit. Was Denzel acting? <laughs> you know, if my dad was Denzel Washington, I would be acting constantly. Maybe trying to get into some better stuff. Dad, stop! Don't don't do that. That's not okay. <laughs> His daughter <My> acts too. <laughs> oh shit! All right, uh, next scene. So some time passes and Troy Bono come home raving with the news that Troy got promoted to truck driver, right? Uh, which is what they were talking about in the very beginning of the movie. So he looks so excited. Yeah. This, this is the part where I was like, man, everything's going to turn around. Right? He's puffing his chest out. <laughs> Bono's happy for him. He's puffing his chest out. Rose gets happy hearing the news. Then Lion shows up and he tries to pay back the $10 he borrowed, which... <laughs> was a thing too of course everything's a thing yeah. uh and then gabe shows up too yeah the the funny thing is that was his face um lions comes back to pay back the money that troy was fussing about and borrowing to begin with and yeah. then all of a sudden troy's too big to take money back he's yeah. like no, it's like no, you hold on to that for the next time you want to the next time money. you want to borrow money and it's no, like that's some damn dude, you just damn yeah. take it i feel like you just i said it guilt tripped him for 10 minutes when he tried to borrow it initially you wouldn't even hand it to himself you gave it to your wife so you could so she could give it to lions to borrow the money and now all of a sudden you're too big a man to take the money back and just like it mm. some things aren't happening at the rate at which he prefers so he's not having it yep so he's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. an asshole. He's such a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, Man's got to be responsible. So yeah, Rose about was to Troy about uh, uh leaving Gabe alone and like letting him live where he wants to live because remember he moved out to live with Miss Pearl. Mm-hmm. And then she started fussing about how he needs to sign the paper so Corey can play football. And Troy, Bono, and Lions they go they go out back and you know they start talking. Oh yeah. The conversation moves from Corey lying about getting his job back. <laughs> oh, by the way, Corey didn't get his job back. He just lied and said he did, but really he'd been playing football the whole time. Uh lying about that, and his conversation moved to how Troy's dad and how his dad used to treat him. And like he described his father as evil and his mother left when like they were they were eight. Yeah, uh, and he had like ten brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's another. Th- that, I didn't actually. I seen the movie twice. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah, and like he told a story about how when he was a teenager with the girl, and his dad pulled up on him and he beat the shit out of Troy, and then like Troy saw that his dad after he beat him up, he didn't leave, and then he went back and he saw that then his dad was pushing up on his girl, 
So Troy tried to fight his dad, uh, but he lost. Like, I think he said he, like, woke up later on to dog he, licking he, his face. He thought he was blind because his yeah. eyes were beat shut. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, it was uh... that bad. Yeah. So, but it was then that he knew that he had to get away from his father. Mm-hmm. And eventually he was able to leave. I think he was, at, he was 14 years old during the story. And, like, he lost touch with everybody. So that means all... Except, kind of, except Gabe. Except Gabe. So, like, ten siblings just he never spoke to again. It seems crazy, but he yeah. did almost stomp you out. I mean, yeah. So, he lost lost touch with his brother, Gabe. And then he said that he hopes his father's dead because that's how that's much he hated fair. him. Yeah. Fair. Sure. Yeah. And then he immediately walks back to statement and he says, I hope he found peace. I'm like, bro, like, mm-hmm. you, don't have to, you don't have to cater to both of these ideas. You could just be like, I hope that fucker's dead. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah. It matters that he said that to, especially when we tie it in with how Corey feels in the end of the movie. Cause there's like, I, I can feel he, that. He hates him, but he doesn't hate him, hate him. And like what Troy did wasn't as bad as what Troy's father did to Troy. So, I mean, there's that, but there's like, it, it's complicated. It's like, I hate this man. So what I would like to do is to walk it back just a little bit because if we're bringing in like the context of the situation, it might not be as bad, but I feel like we're comparing apples to oranges because if we're, if we kind of pull the scope back a little bit, mm-hmm. Troy still also kept his son from doing the one thing that could have secured his future. You know what I mean? He changed the course of his son's That's entire true. history. That's it's a canon event. He, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, That's he didn't beat was... his eyes shut, but no, but he yeah. he basically told his kid that he couldn't do the one thing that he was good at, and that forced him to do what he would have to later. And he also kicked his son out of the house, so he may not have beaten the shit out of his child, but he also kicked his kid out of the house because of a disagreement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it ha- it it very much is. Uh, I was thinking about that myself. Like, he wants him to better himself. He wants him to work hard. So why not let him go to school on a football scholarship? Like, the football scholarship was right. He ignored all of that part. According Mm -hmm. to him, he said the white man won't let you do it. Because that was his experience. That And not even, yes. To to an an extent. extent. But then we find out at some point, I think probably sooner, might already happen, I don't remember, uh, he was 40. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, Rose brings that up later. Yeah. It's like, did you ever think that That's you were right. too old? Because I'm trying to remember the timeline. He would have been, what, 37? Like, late 30s, early 40s? Because yeah. he was 54 in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, and his son was 17. I'm not good with so, math. I, me either. Me either. Uh, <laughs> it's the blind leading the blind. How you gonna run the outrun these people at forty years old? I could do it. Yeah. So he was already kind of delusional uh, in his own way about that, and an alcoholic. So and, and like they they just let him talk too, but eventually when that happens, you know Rose puts a foot down. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So yeah, then we learn that Troy got Lion's mother pregnant, and he was a thief. Oh God! Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, Robert. <laughs> yeah, he was a. Uh, uh, I was trying to find a fancy way to say that, but yeah, he, he was a robber. He, he said robber. He's like, yeah. I robbed people. I was yeah. a robber. That's I what robber. I did. I was trying to be funny. 
Uh, <laughs> I stole hamburgers. I was a hamburger. That's what I did. He was out here running pockets. Uh, <laughs> and he ended up getting into a confrontation where a man died. And never bring a never bring a knife to a gunfight unless you're D- Denzel. He... <laughs> But yeah, he got locked up for 15 years because of that. And uh, that's where he met Bono and became best friends. So yeah, after he got out, he met Bono in jail. Uh, it's a prison. He met Bono in prison. And after he got out, that's when he met Rose. And that's when they got together and uh, eventually had Corey. But after, that's why there's such an age gap between Lions and Corey. But when Lions heard all that stuff, he was like, you never told me that's why you weren't around. You you could have just told me you could sell it. It was just like, if you would have told me like I wasn't in your life because I went to prison and your mom moved on, it'd have been like, Oh yeah. But that's, that's the other part about Troy's character is that he doesn't feel like he owes anybody, anything, including an explanation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like he's doing his duty. His duty isn't to love his kid. His duty is to make money and keep a roof above his kid. He doesn't have to like his kid. I mean, fuck them kids. That wasn't a part of the bargain. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the fact he came out of his face and said that just, just, I ain't got to like. I mean, I understand that I ain't got to like you. I think I've, I've gotten that talk before too. My mom, my mom didn't go in that hard. Just like that. Yeah, my mom. And didn't. it was always like, all right, I, I don't want to be in this conversation no more because it's gonna turn around to some shit I'm supposed to do. I know it. <laughs> like, I know this is gonna be some shit. I like. I uh, clean the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> my my mom's go to was I ain't gonna be one of them people on the talk show talking about how I can't control my kids. That ain't gonna be me. They just gonna have to take me to jail right now. No, uh, my, <laughs> we we we'd have something like that would pop on the TV and be some kid like my mama my mama don't love me so I do stuff in the streets. That's exactly I be what you're talking about. In the streets and like look. my mom would just look dead at me like. <laughs> Look, you think you could do something like, like that? Like she would always watch I mean, like Oprah, like no. Oprah or Montel or something. Uh, the no. I, I don't know, like, like in the afternoon because I'd be there after school or something. And she's watching some talk show, and it would be that episode, the mm-hmm. I can't control my kid episode, and she would look at me and be like, "Nah." My, I think my mom one time gave me like, mm, "What do you think about that?" Like, uh, uh, it's a bad boy. Uh, I know my mom, I know you, you taught me to not do stuff like that. Did I? Like, okay. <laughs> this, this is getting, this is get. I might go to my room. No, sit down, watch, have fun. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom never smoked when I was like of a, she stopped smoking when she got pregnant with me and then she did it. She picked it up for a little while when they moved back to North Carolina and then she stopped. But like, she just had the mannerisms of an angry smoker. And it was like, it just, the room would just get heavy. It's like, like, ugh. It was still in there. I mean, I'm from the generation when the switch came out, uh, kids wanted to switch. I was like, for what? Why you want to switch? What's going on? What is happening? Oh, it's a Nintendo. That's not even funny. Because <laughs> I used to beg my mom for a Nintendo, and they now talking y'all about N- here trying to get the Switch. They talking about Nintendo and you having like the PTSD flashbacks of Vietnam. 
talking about switch mommy (laughs) my mom get me a switch i'm like what you done did what you done did it's like you're excited about that okay (laughs) i'm gonna raise the flag yeah that red white and blue you just know like (laughs) (laughs) it ain't me Dying. I'm mad because that's so perfect because that is the song they use in every Vietnam movie. <laughs> you like staring off the street, staring off at this way. I ain't no chill when I saw you. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so uh, they go outside to see, uh, uh, well, I guess they go back inside the outside again to go see uh, Bono off. And the football helmet gets chucked in front of him. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, man. And it, uh, I actually didn't write down the quotes from this part, but. <laughs> football helmet hit the Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Another Denzel Pick it up moment. I, I thought he was going to beat the shit out of him with that Ooh, helmet on. I was too. so nervous. Me too. Like, I was scared for that boy life. Oh, put the helmet man. on because I'm about to wreck you. No, he just he just gave him a strike, which is weird because he's wearing football gear, but he's still no. talking about baseball. You, there are too many sports analogies going on at once. If someone brings up golf, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> Look, Rose was extra confused in the back. Like, <laughs> so uh, Corey, volley. No, it's a Corey hit a. Uh, had thrown it and he started going off about how uh Troy got him cut from the football team and the only reason he did it was because he was afraid that Corey was gonna be better than him at sports. Which could have been part of it. Uh, uh, I mean Troy Troy is a hater. He's a hating ass hater like this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I um, heard Tim laugh as he got up. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it definitely seemed to be compounded by uh is it envy or jealousy? I think envy you know what i mean like he wanted yeah. what his son would have had it's yeah. just weird because it didn't it didn't yeah. turn into a vicarious like i want to support my son it was like yeah. no nah, i didn't have that so there must be something wrong it. with the institution of all sports forever for all eternity um I, and me I playing ball at 40 is the same thing as you trying to get into football at 17 at 17 yeah i think he was deep down he was uh, even aware like he knew he was lying but he was aware that Corey has a better shot than he had and he was mad about it given given Corey's age given everything but, that was but, lining up for him or like like that's what uh bono said it's like you came along too early mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i think man bono was so chill man um, yeah like he would just drop gems like he would passively just drop gems. He and... he did his best, but Troy was already just so in a specific lane um, that he could not tear himself away from driving. So I um, yeah, I mean, and like Bono probably knew that. Like the best you could like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like Bono would tell him things, but Troy just <laughs> fighting the world. Yeah, because yeah, it is I you know, and like we were saying before, like. Troy is kind of like his own tragic figure. He's his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever he's adapted into his life that um, magically justifies every bad thing he does, yeah. which we will, we will come up to the next, oh, it's to the coming. next. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, is just everything is against him. He provides for everyone. He does his responsibility and his duty to a T. Uh, he is without fault. Even when he is, 
to blame. Yep. Yep. I can't tell him shit. And honestly, probably a lot of old dudes in general like this. I definitely can say from firsthand experience, a lot of old black men are like this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't tell him shit. <laughs> I'm not going to say no names in case anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. I agree. And like, they just be talking. <laughs> now we're at a. So Troy and Bono come back in the house after springing Gabe from jail. Or this is this art is a time skip. Uh, There's a few of those in this. Yeah. Uh, well, this there, this one wasn't like significant, significant. No. It was like one really big one. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, so it's another day or something. Troy and Bono come back and the cops scooped him up and saying he was disturbing the peace and Troy gave him $50 and they let him go. And apparently this is a thing. This is a common thing. They're used cops, to it happening. Yeah, cops scoop him up because they know Troy going to come give him money. So, you know. Also, I guess maybe he's... I'm not going to... I mean, he's clearly, like, disabled. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, not, it's the 50s. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, especially in the 50s and they're white cops. and this, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but they know what they were doing. They're trying to get some money out of him. Anyway... Uh, Troy and Bono start to work on the fence, and here it comes. Uh, <laughs> start to work on the fence, and Bono tells Troy he's seen him creeping with that Tallahassee girl, that Alberta. And Bono tries to get it across that he knows Troy been messing around, but Troy denies it. Uh, denies he's been doing anything but being polite, right? And oh. like Corey comes out to help with the fence, and Troy. Oh, and Corey and Troy bring up not knowing why Rose even wants a fence. Uh, because they don't got nothing to, that, that anybody wants. Uh, then Bono tells him, some people build fences to keep people out and other build other people build fences to keep people in. And like referring to, he's like low-key referring to Troy's infidelity. Yeah. So, and like Troy picks up what he's putting down and he sends Corey back in the house to go find another saw. And like Corey's like confused. Like, I got a saw in my hand. He didn't say all this, but you can see it on his face. Like, I got a saw. Like, motherfucker, I'm literally the only one sawing yeah he, he says uh he says i don't know where it is it's like that's why you go find that's why you go find like, it. jesus christ <laughs> at least tell me where it is he's a dick <laughs> such an asshole he sends, so he sends so troy much. back inside and then uh him and bono step uh, further away from the house and they talk it out and like Bono says, like he's like recalling like when he first met Troy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "My man Troy know what he doing. I'm gonna follow this nigga. He might take me somewhere. <laughs> I done followed you too. I done learned a whole heap of things about life watching you, and I done learned to tell where the shit lies." <laughs> oh boy! Uh, he he was saying Troy was saying before when he was talking to Bono and uh, Lions that he actually met Bono in prison, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After being a robber, he did a stint for 15 years, and that's where he met Bono before yeah. meeting uh, Rose. Rose after he got out. Yeah. So they have been together for at least, yeah. what, almost three decades at this point? Probably, yeah. 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 They've known each other all the time. Yeah, they knew yep. each other all through prison, and then they both came out and, like, met their wives afterwards. And, yeah. like, Corey is 17, or he said he's with Rose for 18 years, Corey's 17. Yeah. So, very long time. Yeah. So he's like, look, man, like, we've been together way too long. I know you. Don't sit here trying bullshit me. And Bono gets through to him. 
so uh, Troy eventually comes out and admits that he's been messing around on Rose, and like he loves Rose more than anything. He does it in such a like milk toast, weird dude way, though. It is such a backhanded he's, confession. Look, he says, he says, man, I love Rose. I love Rose more than anything. But this this girl. She done lashed on to me, and I can't shake her loose. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, poor baby. It's so hard being Troy. Oh, mm. master of his own fate, except for when this one lady wants to sleep with him, I guess. Look, it, it gets even worse. Like, it was like, no, no. Like, Rose is so perfect. She's so nice. She's so caring. And Troy's a fucking asshole. And he got the nerve to creep around on her. And it gets worse because... Here's the damn part. Mm-hmm. So Bono go, heads home and Troy goes back inside and he addresses Rose like right there. It's like, it's almost like he's like, well, because Bono called him out on it. He's like, well, I've been caught. So let me go admit it. it but we think it's just, he's just about to tell Rose. Well, I didn't mm-hmm. even know he was going to tell Rose, but he's just about to tell Rose he been sleeping around. Bruh. <laughs> he says, I've been trying to find a way to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a daddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be somebody's daddy. And Rose mm-hmm. is like, Troy, you telling me what? You're going to be somebody's daddy? What? I got to wait 18 years to hear something like this? And, like, as she's talking, it, it like, there's, her initial reaction is to just stare at him. It's shock. Yeah, it she's like. shocked. And then as she, when she starts talking, you start to see her slowly unravel. And oh my fuck! Like mm. <laughs> this, this goddamn part. It's like it's. I'm I'm struggling between two things. Like watching Viola Davis like die, and Troy just having the fucking audacity to be like, "Yep, I, well, I, I I did it, and I'm trying to tell you something, well, done done and it. you need to listen." And <laughs> he he makes it sound like he burnt a casserole or left the door open, and the dog yeah. got out. Mm-hmm. The look, car no, got no fault of his own. Yeah, it's almost no look, fault of his own. Look, Rose, I, I stepped on the hamster. I did it. I'm sorry. I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> but Man. you know, that's how it is. And hamsters, they get away sometimes. Yeah. They, they get out of their place. You know, like, yeah, it when happens he, sometimes. When he start, when he keeps talking and he starts to try and, like, defend, it's like, man, if you don't shut the fuck up. And, like, mm. Rose, like, Rose even, like, starts to stumble to, like, it. I, oh, my God. I felt so bad. And, and then, and then. Gabe comes in and Gabe I'm like, comes in. fucking and Here's the like the worst day, the worst moment of her life. Mm-hmm. And Gabe comes in, who is the most innocent character in the movie. And you can't. He, and Ro, Ro, he don't know nothing. No, and, but no. Rose is such a saint that like she still manages to compose herself enough to be like, all right, Gabe, just go to the front. Just, you know, and like, I don't even mm-hmm. think. Troy is helping with Gabe. Like, I think it's mostly Rose just trying to get him to go up to the front of the house. Troy doesn't, guys, Troy barely does shit. Yeah. About uh, anything. And like, other than take care of Troy. Yeah. And like, Gabe is like, like he came in with a rose to give Rose. Yep. Yeah, that's, so that's the shit. Yeah. It's such a horrible moment. And like, and he's like, that that's a rose. That's the same kind of rose like you is. And she, oh, man, she takes the rose and she gets him to go up front. And then uh, they go talk in the back. Yeah, man. Like she's like Gabe is trying to talk about uh, he got a new quarter and he's trying to talk about the demons he be fighting and shit. And Ugh. like he forgets him to go up front. It's and the hellhounds. She, yeah, she's struggling to keep it together. And 
she's like, why, Troy, why, after all these years? Like, I couldn't have expected this 10 or 15 years ago. Which is crazy to say out loud. Exactly. Yeah, because why should you expect that from your partner? But I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, yeah, yes, it's the time. Also, it's ridiculous. But also, like, like you old. <laughs> like, what you do? Like, like, bro, what you do? <laughs> she says, but you too old for this now. I done, I done been everything a good wife should be. And now I live to see uh, the day where you tell me you fathered a child. Bro. And like, that's when she starts to stumble. And that's when I start to stumble with her. And I'm like, oh no. And even the second time watching, I'm still like, oh, Rose. Like, and that uh, whole time, Troy is just coming out with like, baseball analogy after baseball analogy Uh, and she comes out with one of the best lines and just stops him in his tracks says we're talking about baseball (laughs) and i was just like thank you shut that man up (laughs) it's like Like, and you ain't no i ain't never want nothing from nobody other than my family and and uh he's like stop it now you ought to know well i don't want to know god damn it and she like run that's when she runs out she drops the rose and this motherfucker Troy, like he's already set everything on fire, and then he proceeds to try and explain how good the side chick makes him feel. Yeah, I, oh, I, she makes I, me laugh from the bottom of my shoes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh my god! Like, oh, well, I, I get to go away from here, and the responsibilities that I have as a man to go be with her, and it's like, dude. And he's like, how how am I going to give that feel. up, Rose? Mm. Boy. man like, how did you think that you you said you thought this out in your head yeah you 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 thought it was good enough to say to somebody who you just betrayed this will yep. work that's good it's fine he he and then he tried like he's yeah he's trying to argue and shit and he's like it's not easy for me to this is the so like uh so for, i'm sure folks you on y'all know like in the oscars like the the, mm-hmm. the the Oscar clip is when, like, okay, this is the clip of the movie that the Oscars would play when you're nominated for something, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the one of the clips they played. I forgot for which nomination, because it was four nominations the movie got. But it's the... It's not easy for me to admit I've been standing in the same place for 18 years, and Viola Davis snaps back, well, I've been standing right there with you! Like... Like Troy, I had a life too. Like that's the that was yeah that was the Viola Davis's Oscar clip. Yep, mm-hmm. and it was like oh shit. Look, uh, her role is very much of the person who has dedicated her life to being a good partner, mm-hmm. and then to a person who just is not a good partner. <laughs> it's it's almost like he he wasn't set up to be a partner. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? He was yeah. just I, oh, shit. I don't know. That's Mr. Man. Fox. Yeah, uh, no, not even you. that. I love you, but Mr. I shouldn't have married you. Dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say I think Mr. Fox is a better dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. was also a robber. <laughs> he provided and he acknowledged his son at the end of the Look, movie. Look, Mr. Like, Fox had growth. Yes. Troy um, somehow was going backwards. I, I don't yes. know. <laughs> Troy was like, Nobody plays whack bat as good as me. That's true. All these whack bat references throughout the whole movie. We're not Everybody. talking about whack bat. His his friend uh, Mr. Kelly or, or Bono, I'm sorry, uh, 
<laughs> it was like, oh, no. you, you, you're the best, you're the best whack back player I've ever seen, Troy. <laughs> Wait, why does Bono seem very much like, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Um, he the, was the, the possum, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, Kelsey, Kelly. Oh no. Something it's like, I think it's Kelly. Similar. Yeah, Troy and Kelly, or Troy and Bono is, is Mr. Fox and Kelly. He's got he's got incredible credit. That's how we got that fridge. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was the other part too. Um, him, uh, oh God. Uh, it keeps getting funny. Troy and Bono have a bet, and they uh, Bono says, "I'll buy my wife a fridge." When you when finish, finish the fence. building that fence, um, because Wait. Troy's taking his sweet ass time with it. Oh yeah. And then Troy's like, oh, you'll get around to it. I'll get, I'll get the fridge. Um, so that'll come up later. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that up now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to Viola Davis. Absolutely. Yes. Destroying this. Uh, all Just, of us. Yeah. Crushing everybody. Uh... And so, and they argue and they go back and forth. And like, I swear to God, Viola Davis and Denzel need statues erected in their honors just for this fucking scene. Like, it. The scene, like, just ties it all down. Oh, man. Like, them go. Ah, like, could. I feel like I would get escorted off the, the, the film set. Like, I would be like a. Like, key openly group. weeping. Be like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Look, sir, Tifron, you got to just step. Take a walk. Take a walk. <laughs> he said, he's been standing there for 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't emphasize enough how powerful that scene was. Mm. But yeah, so, and Troy uh, starts to get defensive and he grabs Rose by the arm and she screams out that he's hurting her. And Corey charges out the door and he pushes him into the fence. And like, then Troy jumps back up and like put, like, Rose is kind of in the way still. And he pushes her off to the side and he's like, all right, that's right. <laughs> like, you stay away from around me, boy. And like Corey grabs, uh, grabs Rose and like takes it back in the house. That's a, uh, that's strike two, according yeah. to Troy. Yeah, yes. Strike two. Don't you strike out? <laughs> uh, Cause everything's a baseball reference. It feels like uh, we're just kind of making up rules, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how baseball works, so I'm just going to have to believe Troy. <laughs> yeah, in the game, if you uh, defy your father, uh, that's that's one strike. Okay, okay. In the game, uh, yeah, uh, there's like yeah. nine innings. You have to defy your father like three times for like one out. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, next scene, uh, we get a montage of like time passing, and we see Troy occasionally working on the fence. <laughs> occasionally. <sighs> And then like it doesn't take that long to put up a fucking fence, by the way. I don't know. Hey man, it, do, yeah. it does when you buy wood that it, it, I will. I will say it's really that hard wood. Like he did overdo the fence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bono was telling him like, "Hey, like you yeah. don't need to have this hard wood. Just get some pine wood." He's like, "Pine wood is for indoors, outdoors. Use this wood." And he's like, "But you ain't gonna live long enough to see. Like you could just oh. get some pine wood." <laughs> Foretelling, yeah. yeah. For foreshadowing a little bit yes (laughs) but yeah so after the little montage troy gets off work and he sees rose waiting for him and rose rose asks him if he'd be coming home tomorrow and troy plays like he doesn't know what she means because he's like i'll come home every night and what it is is the next day alberta the side chick 
is likely to have the baby and she wants to know if Troy is going to come home still or if he's gone forever now. Yeah, uh, this time skip jumps about six months, I believe. Yeah. We see yeah. the seasons change and the snow comes and goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Viola Davis talks to him and that's when we find out that uh, Alberta side chick is, is due shortly. Yeah. Yeah, and Troy mentions that Rose hasn't been talking to him this entire time, which good for her. Oh, like, they they still sleeping in the same bed because she didn't kick him out, but she's just ignoring the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> you go on and do what you're gonna do. Yeah. But he plans on going to the hospital uh, and then coming home, right? And then Rose brings up Gabe because she read in the paper that he was institutionalized, mm-hmm. and Troy would have had to sign the papers for it to happen. And he didn't sign the papers for Corey to play football, but he signed the papers to get Gabe sent away. And mm-hmm. like Troy argues that he can't read, so he didn't know what he signed. He signed papers, but he didn't know what the hell he was signing. And like Miss Pearl is just it lying just to her. Sounds like an absolute cop out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I never learned to read. So he's, I could just He's like, you don't read you know, that play stupid. Yep. He's like he's like Arthur's little he's like DW on Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like i'd be offended if i could read or <laughs> something like i think i'm yeah. mixing up two different shows no, I, no it's, there's a side there's a side on the thing like it's like it's like your side doesn't mean anything because i don't know how to read there's that there's that from arthur and then there's the king of the hill joke like those oh, kids would be offended well, if they knew how yes, to read yes <laughs> okay <laughs> oh literacy um so yeah, he's like, you didn't, you didn't read that no paper. That's just Miss Pearl trying to, you know, bullshit you or whatever. And then he mm. denies that Gabe's check is now like being split between the hospital and him. And Miss Pearl just mad because she ain't getting any money, so that's why she's spreading lies. So anyway, Rose leaves, and then we see uh, Troy at the hospital feeding Gabe. So he really is in the hospital, but we mm. we don't actually learn for sure if Troy knew what he was doing. Yeah. I do but. think it's interesting that this is like the most kind of like tender scene that you ever see of Troy. Cause you act, this is the only time you actually see him taking care of Gabe or care anybody, of anybody, 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 anybody. Yeah. not his wife, not his child, not his other child. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Gabe is the only person that he's, he's actually portrayed to kind of give a shit about. Yeah. But you also can't tell if it's also relief that his brother is being cared for in like yeah. an institution like, rather than just I'm... out on the street and like selling fruit and Fighting yelling at me. hellhounds. Yeah. yeah. So like, the, okay, so let me talk about Troy and Gabe real quick. Yeah. I understood Troy's frustration to an extent because my mother moved in with us. She's having health issues. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of struggle to deal with that. And there's Mm -hmm. times where like, you know, she's telling me this hurts or that hurts or yada, yada, or she's going through it. And like thinking back, like I'd get mad sometimes because she's telling me and I, I don't like fighter, but like, I'll, I might catch an attitude and then I got to catch myself and be like, I'm only mad because I can't fix this situation for her. And like, I, 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 I'm struggling to see her like this and I don't know how to properly process these emotions. So I end up just being angry and I'm not angry at her. I'm just angry at the situation, but either way now she's sitting here talking to an angry Tiff. And so like when he, when he knocked the shit off the counter 
in the previous scene when they're dealing with Gabe, like mm-hmm. I understood. I like, I think I think the the difference though is that I didn't. Take you were taking <laughs> well that too. I think I think it's also I think him knocking the shit off the counter was partly because what he had, what um you know it was it, it's not like riches, just the stability that he had was really afforded by his brother's misfortune. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think the other part of the problem is that like he wasn't taught the proper coping mechanisms. Oh yeah. So he just drinks gin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's his bandaid for everything. And it basically allows him to do a bunch of fucking off base shit and then come back around to, to slide away, you know, to mm-hmm. justify it. But um, I was drunk. I, I, I totally I get that. Read. He better hope. Exactly. There's always an excuse. Oh, my, my dad was an abusive piece of shit and my mother left. It's like, I understand that doesn't necessarily give right. you, you wouldn't have it easy, but you still get yeah. a dick. You don't get carte blanche to ruin your child's future and then try to make them to be the enemy because they're not being respectful because you ruined their future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sir. So I'm so mad. I'm so mad at you for pointing out my my issues when yeah. I asked you to give up your life, dude. That's, yeah, it was a lot, dude. He basically stomped all over his kids' like opportunities and then said, "You call me sir when I destroy your life." It's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Absolutely rough. So so now uh, next scene, Rose and Troy are asleep and the phone starts ringing. And like Rose gets up to get it. Then she comes back and wakes Troy up and she tells him Alberta had the baby. And Troy gets up to go to the hospital and Rose eventually adds in the second part that Alberta died in childbirth. We never get to meet Alberta as yeah. the audience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like Troy stumbles... And he asked Rose if the baby was all right. And she's like, it was. And he asked her to give him some space. And then he starts yelling out the window into the darkness. And, and like, there's a storm happening out into the darkness and the rain at death. Because I didn't mention it yet, but he also at some point mentions how he had, like, a stint of pneumonia as a kid. And he saw death and him and death wrestled. And he, I, uh, I think I missed that line. Yeah, it was yeah. it was after it was like the first time that they were out in the backyard and after all the other stuff, but before Lion shows up, he starts bullshitting about death and he was like embellishing and Rose like every time you tell this story, you tell it different. <laughs> and, but yeah, point is he he was really sick when he was a kid and he said that he fought death. They wrestled and he won, but death said he'd be back kind of deal. So he always has it in the back of his head that death is coming back. So now that his <laughs> his side chick died not uh he, he starts yelling to death like ah, hey you coming back I'm like you know well i'm ready to fight anyway so i don't know if you've ever seen the show power uh on stars but it's about a drug dealer and uh well to do drug dealer and he had an affair uh spoilers for power it's mm-hmm. they now have four spinoffs so i feel like you probably already know where i'm going with this but there's a very well-known scene where at some point his side chick is murdered and he's talking about it to his wife and his wife's name is tasha and ghost is like is like damn it tasha i just lost the love of my wife <laughs> This is what this scene Brat. reminded me of. The fucking audacity. Yeah. That, that's audacious is the perfect word. He's like, Rose, give me a minute. 
I just need a minute, Rose. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you had like so many minutes every time you went to see the woman that you were cheating on me with mm-hmm. and having a child with for the last six months because every time he would say he's going to the bar, going to spend time with uh, with Alberta. You know yeah. what I mean? Or he'd go to the bar and then he'd and, go. Yeah. yeah. And then he would come home to sleep and change yeah. and then go to work. How much so, you want to bet Alberta paid somebody at the hospital eighty dollars and said, "I ain't be, I ain't about to be no married man." <laughs> and she just, she just bounced. Oh, I didn't even. <laughs> she back in Fort Lauderdale. God, I, I wish, I, I hope. He like she already knew. Like he's still gonna give his seventy three dollars to that woman. I ain't getting none of that. So look, I ain't, I ain't with it. <laughs> that is wild. But yeah, so. We uh we see Troy head out to the hospital, and on his way out, we see Corey consoling his mom in the hallway. Cause yeah, like <laughs> another layer of I hate my father. Yeah, uh, uh, which is understandable, right? Yeah. But then uh the uh the the next day um yeah. he comes back he comes back with the baby. the baby yeah and and one of my favorite. <laughs> Viola Davis scenes coming up. Thank you. Yeah, uh, she has three really powerful ones, and this is the yeah. second one. So he he tells her, "Rose, now I'm standing here with my daughter in my arms. She ain't nothing but a <sighs> wee little bitty thing, little bitty old thing, and she ain't know nothing about grown folks' business. Listen, she ain't got no mama." <laughs> mm-hmm. Rose is like, "What you tell me for, Troy?" <laughs> and he's like, well, "Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, huh? Uh, I guess." I guess we go sit out here on the porch then. <laughs> How's that bed you made for yourself? Huh? Right? So <laughs> Pretty empty, isn't it? <laughs> this is the only other moment you can argue mm. that Troy is like being nice to someone when he's like talking to the baby. But really, I think he knows that Rose can hear him. Yes. And he's like, I, oh yeah. I, that's to, how I read that. He's trying to guilt her into it. Let, uh, me, let me sing a lullaby to this childless orphan. <laughs> that's redundant. Or this childless <laughs> orphan. This motherless, motherless orphan. <laughs> Yeah, and so Rose and like Rose was like cutting onions or something in there or cutting potatoes. She, was, she I think she was peeling. Yeah, she was peeling potatoes. She and she heard she could hear him the whole time, obviously. Yeah, he's she, like singing lullabies and shit. And like she throws the knife down in the sink and it's like and she comes outside and Oh wait, can I say it? Oh go ahead, go ahead. Okay, go okay. Ahead. So uh he is on his own thing about like, hey, um, you know, this child is innocent. This <laughs> child deserves da da da. He's basically trying to enlist uh, Rose as a caretaker, as a mother to the the daughter that he fathered with a woman that wasn't her that died. So it's basically like, oh no, I'm homeless. Oh, it's unfortunate you're homeless. And then Viola Davis' character Rose just takes it upon herself, and says, you know what? You're right. This this child is innocent. And it, it won't be without a mother, but you're a womanless man. And except <laughs> that baby, she takes that baby away. And he is pretty much absolved of all care for this child because Rose is there. When she said you're a womanless man, dude, it was, it was that it was that it, meme it, like, oh, it, it, I texted you guys bow. immediately. And I'm like, bow. yo, bow. and like the camera holes on Troy's face. Uh-huh. And you see, like, that line, like, cut through him. Yeah, and he's it like, eats him. 
and just dead. Now he ain't. He no. He had two women's. Now he got no women's. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And all that, like, Rose is, you know, Rose is a great woman. Rose is, I love Rose. I love Rose. And she's like, but you're a womanless man. All that comes all back. All that talk. And, and all he's that talk. like, yeah. it, it, it hits him. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you see it in his heart. He just goes, cuss. Cuss. <laughs> <laughs> um. It couldn't have happened to a better person, too. That, that no, line could not, not have been delivered to a better character than Troy. So, once again, or not once again, but, like, this might be the first or the second time, the camera leaves, like, holds on him just standing by himself, and it gets better, because <laughs> uh, next scene, another day, we see Troy come home, and he go around back, and, like, Corey was back there swinging the bat, but he sees his father, and he puts the bat down and leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then Troy enters the house, and as Rose is like, she's leaving to go to to church with the baby, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, your you, your food's over there. Just just you know, you got something. You, all right, I'll see you later." And he's he's like trying to come up with things to talk to her about, and she's like, "Look, I got somewhere to go. Like, yeah, no, my favorite part was uh, not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts was uh, he's all asking her like, "Well, where are you gonna be back? Where are you going?" And she's like, "Don't try and study me." Yeah. I got things to do. It's like you had 18 years mm-hmm. like, and you fucked it all up. Don't mm-hmm. pull this shit on me now. And Troy's constantly like, I'm just going to the bar. I'm going to go do a thing. It's like, dude, just fucking back off. Like, Look, he, and once she leaves, the camera holds on him standing there alone. Yeah. And then so Troy goes to the bar because, you know, that's what, like you said, he, that's what he does. That's what he does. And he's sitting at the bar alone. But then his buddy Bono shows up. And he comes and he sits with them, with them, and he starts chatting. And like we learned that since Troy got the promotion, the truck driver, you know what he was ranting about in the beginning of the movie. What he yeah, wanted, what he wanted. <laughs> he's on a different route now because it used to be him and Bono on the back of the truck, uh, mm-hmm. or dumping the trash cans into the back of the truck, and the white dude drove. Now Troy drives the truck. He's the first black truck driver in the city, but. Because of that, he's on a different route. They change his roots. He's no longer with Bono. That's the he's, point. He's taking white people's trash now. <laughs> that, that's what they said. They said the neighborhood he was in is a white people neighborhood. White, yeah, white neighborhood. <laughs> oh man! And he also, we also learned that like Rose spends almost all her free time at church now, all the time mm-hmm. that she can at church now. And then yeah, Bono, there was a scene about her getting baptized again. Yeah, I yeah. believe in that, that, was, that six month period. Yeah, in that little montage. Yeah. yeah. So, like, knowing that he doesn't see Bono anymore, and he, Rose, don't pay him no never mind, uh, and Bono's like, all right, and he tries to, like, get Bono to drink with him. He's like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm gonna head out. And once again, <laughs> Troy's sitting by himself. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he tells Bono that uh, he hasn't seen him in, like, a month's worth of Sundays, and Bono says, like, oh, yeah, I've been playing, I've been playing uh, dominoes. And the something about Troy is that everything, every fucking thing is about him. Uh, every time he tells a story, he embellishes the shit out of it. Every time he's talking or he's talking to Bono, he says, Bono, hey, man, you were never good at dominoes. I always I was between dominoes. It's like, the best. fuck, dude, you're the best at everything. How can anyone compete ever? And Bono just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah. Bono, Bono's like, I sing about now. That? Oh, what? You sing? Yeah. I also sing. Me, 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 me. See? Me. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about me. Uh, and I, unfortunately, that's the rest of the movie is just Troy is is the best ever at everything. And Bono sees his way out. And the, that's the, the end of it. We never see, well, 
Sibana one last time. We see Bon after t- after the time. Uh, yep. Yeah, one yeah. last time. I'll I'll let you get to that. So one la or there's two scenes left. So we see Corey looking at a military recruitment office, and then he goes yeah. home and tries to get into the house, but Troy is sitting on the back porch, blocking the way, drunk, uh, by by himself, <laughs> and he has to get by. And like Troy picks a fight with him, and. Corey tells him like he don't count around here no more. Like you know, like we don't care about your feelings, <laughs> which was raw but not untrue. <laughs> not untrue, right? Like he's just like he's the dude that lives in this house, but we don't pay you no attention. Mm-hmm. And like Troy challenges him, and Corey asks like, "What you ever gave me?" And Troy responds with, "Them feet, them bones, them puppet heart, nigga. <laughs> right, give you more than anybody else will would ever give you." And like Corey grabs the bat and he like stands up to him with it. But Troy grabs the bat and like he kind of bests him. Like he gets him on the ground, he chokes him out a bit. That scene had me worried. I thought it was going to be really bad. You thought he was going to go all the way? I thought yeah. somebody was going to die. I mean, it was yeah. at least strike he, three, and I was worried about what strike re- three really meant. Because yeah, the baseball yeah. analogies he, were not clear. He choked him on, on the tree, threw him on the ground, and choked him again. And then with it the bat. cut with the bat at that. And then it cuts from like like the cameras looking up at Troy choke him, and it just holds on his face, and we're like, "Uh, this boy about to die!" Like, especially with Troy's history with his father, and just being practically beaten to death, and just having his his you know eyes just locked shut. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think this is I don't think this is a a a common part of baseball. Where'd you learn this? (laughs) Or fatherhood for that matter? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe robbers. Maybe robbers. <laughs> oh, do you right. think? Do you think in this moment, like it occurred to him that he fought his father, or do you think he just? I wanted to, but the fact that the next time skip seems that nothing nothing changed. Really changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like he he still cannot come to terms with any fucking part of what happened to him, and that he could be in the wrong. He just doubled down. His wife was taking care of his, uh, I won't say illegitimate child, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he just kept doing what he was doing until the inevitable. I mean, because um, he, he, he fights him, but he does, it doesn't seem like he has the epiphany that he's done anything yeah, yeah. terrible because he still tells, yeah. he still kicks he, him out. I think yeah. after, yeah, because when he, when he stands back up, he kicks him out the house. Or maybe he thought he did something different because he kicked him out and he didn't beat the shit out of him. Like his, he oh, didn't yeah. beat him till he couldn't see, and he, yeah, he had, can still and he see. Just, so he's not. It's like, it's he's like not what are you talking about? I did you one better. You can still see. <laughs> it's, it You're just welcome. shows that anybody can be a baby daddy, but not everybody can be a baby father. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I I will say that it was interesting. I didn't know what was going to happen after Corey left because they do this weird fish eyed lens thing, where. Oh, yeah. uh, it feels like Troy understands that everything is getting closer. That was uh, a neat, that's, that's a neat way to read that. Yeah. And yeah. he, he starts speaking to death. It's closing, again. It's closing in on him. Yeah. yeah. He, he has the bat and he's like, all right, he, he's I'm in a defensive position. I'm he can't see anything. He keeps saying that he can't taste anything. So I can tell if he was having a stroke or something. That's right. what I thought. But <laughs> then, Okay, you know, skip forward just a little. I mean, it's the next scene, whatever. He so the next scene yeah, just jump we the next learn scene. he dies. Yeah, but there's a time skip, and it's they're mm-hmm. going to his funeral, so he wouldn't have died. And then you mm-hmm. know, six years later, they go to his funeral. Yeah. So 
even though it looked like he was starting to have a stroke right then, he I still lives another six years. Symbolic or symbolic, where he's just like, I can't taste anything. Like, nothing has any meaning right now. I got you. Yeah. More like yeah, that. I think so. But just like in the scene where he's like, there was two other scenes where he was like, one time when he was like yelling at the sky, he just looked up this one patch of the sky. Mm. And then when, uh, after they had that fight and he was like he was swinging looking the bat at, at the, death, he's looking at that one patch that of the window. Sky. It's just kind of like yeah. I never period. understood the window exactly. It, I think we. I think they really focus too hard on the window, and I think he's supposed to look at be looking at the sky above the house. Oh. <laughs> okay, because I was like, is after there someone the, in there? After like, this next scene, it comes okay. up again for that brief moment. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. I. I was. I was really interested. I was. I was hoping they would have done a little bit more with that scene before the time skip. Mm to uh not it's it's not necessarily awake but i guess it kind of is they're preparing mm. they're for, about to go to the yeah they're preparing the, for troy's funeral yeah and like we see a young girl playing in the garden and like mm-hmm. rose yells out from the top window the uh stop playing with the vegetables <laughs> or stop watching the vegetables they won't grow because uh what she said a watch pot uh, won't boil or something like that something like yeah, that basically so yeah they come in the house and get dressed and uh Corey comes home and he's dressed in like a marine uniform mm-hmm. and he's the uh few, the proud the <laughs> and marines. he's now a, a corporal in the marines and rose comes running down the stairs and she's crying she's happy to see her son and bono and lions are already in the house uh sitting there and like rose tells the girl raynell to say hello to her brother Corey, and they talk about whether or not she remembers him because it's been a long time since he's been back I guess they've seen each other at some point. So he's been back since he left. Because when he left, he said, tell mom I'm, I'm sent for my things or something. So it made it seem like it, there's a chance he might not even come back in like the last six years or whatever. But Well, Tro- Troy said, quipped back, uh, it'll be outside the fence. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Which yeah. is a little funny yeah. because they were like, oh, we build fences to keep things in. I'm putting your shit outside the fence. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Also, Fine. Bono eventually bought his wife's refrigerator because he heard that Troy finished the fence, but Troy never actually oh, finished the fence. I don't know. If I forgot that. to mention that. Yeah. At the <laughs> bar when Bono's basically, it yeah. seems like Bono is saying goodbye for the last time to Troy. Yeah. And he's leaving. He's, uh, Troy says, Oh, I heard you finally bought the fridge. Yeah. Uh, we don't know whether or not Bono knows Troy still hasn't finished the fence though. Yeah. He just yeah. said he heard he did. Yeah. Uh, and, but he was kind of joking. So mm-hmm. he, he might even know the truth that the fence. Yeah, he, he probably knows that Troy didn't finish <laughs> that fucking fence. Oh, but I'll God. tell you, th- I'll tell you this much: by the time they have that last scene where Troy's dead, the mm-hmm. fence is done. Yes. No, it's not. No that way, was, it is. It doesn't go across ha, the back. Ha, but yeah, the two sides are done. That was always yeah. weird to me because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's supposed to go it. across the back or not. You could just but. walk around the because the, technically there's like a little alley between that and the house behind them, right? Yeah. Like, but why not just close it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> you're not wrong. I want to say the fence was done. Let me have this, okay? Okay. I need some finality in this movie. I need to feel good about something. Okay, the fence. Was and done. in a and in a movie, Denzel right. says, "You're done, son." So <laughs> he just turned to the fence when he finished it and said that. Oh man, but. Yeah, so we learned like a bit of stuff here. Like uh, Lions uh, talks to Corey, and like we learned that Lions is actually in prison now because uh, he was. It turns out he was cashing other people's checks, <laughs> so they caught him and they gave him three years. But he's almost done. He only got nine nine months left. But you know they let him out to go to his dad's funeral. 
uh, and like Corey goes out back, and like Rose comes out, and and oh did, yeah, I didn't want to skip over this part. Uh, Corey goes out back, and like Rose comes out and describes seeing his father outside swinging oh, his yeah. bat, and he just fell over, and like and she knew he was dead, and like Corey tells her he wasn't going to go to the funeral, and like Rose slaps him and tells him not going to his daddy's funeral ain't going to make him a man. And Corey says, like, Papa was like a shadow that followed you everywhere and dug into your flesh. And Rose tells him that shadow wasn't nothing other than him growing into himself. Your daddy wanted you to be everything he wasn't and at the same time wanted you to be everything he was. Just one of those contradictive things where it's, like, impossible to live up to any yeah, expectations yeah, yeah. that your parent has. There was one line that she had in there that I would love to touch on if you oh, don't. Go so Okay, she describes... Uh, she's she's doing her best to, I don't want to say defend Troy in mm-hmm. a sense, but to kind of justify his perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. saying to hey, forget the things that happened to you. Yeah. Uh, though it's not it's not that it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? It's just he was kind of his own way, and it was impossible for him to break from it. So she says sometimes when he touched, he bruised. Yeah. And sometimes when he took me in his arms, he cut. Mm-hmm. And it was so telling to Troy's character because it was like he was never unable to be the person that he was. And there was even when he wanted to be a person, caring father, husband or whatever, he, still he was still not the guy. Yep. Yeah, he was still just covered in thorns. And there's a they said it maybe two or three times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And they said it already or Troy says it at some point, And then I think lion says it now, uh, the line, you take the crookeds with the straights. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was repeated constantly. Like that, that's kind of the point of this conversation. Like your dad had a lot of bad, but, and he also had a lot of good and you just, that's how you got to process it and move forward. So her, her explaining that to Corey to try and like, say, you know, don't skip your dad's funeral. Like, yeah, he, he was a bastard, but he wasn't, completely bad and you skipping it ain't gonna do you any favor which is viola davis's third super powerful Mm -hmm. moment yeah Yeah. oh let me well i put a note here and i don't even know what i said oh she said uh honestly this is another moment that really got me because by the time she starts talking about not wanting to have a blessing off of someone else's misfortune Mm -hmm. but she found joy in raynell and that's when we learned that she had a failed pregnant pregnancy. So like after Corey, like I guess she got pregnant several times after, but like the baby never came. So even though Raynell wasn't hers, like she, she, she means like, I don't want to find joy in this because her mom died. Her actual mother died, but this girl means the world to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that goes into the, over the conversation we're talking about. You take the crookeds with the straights. Like you, Troy did something fucking horrible to her but she was still able to find the silver lining out of that and mm. move forward ergo you got to find the silver lining and move forward instead of and you skipping his funeral you're probably just going to carry that weight you're not yeah. going to let you and you got to that's, that's not going to hurt anybody but you yep down the line and mm. that was a huge ass gem <laughs> and yeah. right after she goes inside, Raynell comes out. Now she's finally in her damn dress. <laughs> uh, and she sits with Corey and like they start chatting a little bit because, you know, that's her big brother. And they both start singing this song about 
old dog blue that they learned from their father yeah. and Rennell's singing nice. all happy and Corey's just singing along just to appease her but then it it really starts to sink in mm-hmm. like the song and like all the shit that her his mom just said and he starts to choke up and i start to choke up <laughs> That, that was one of the. I start to like, choke oh. up. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, the song's got lyrics in there." Yeah, They're really too close. On yeah, it, it hit yeah. hard, and because the dad Troy had sang it earlier, and he was drunk and happy, and when he was singing it, you don't really think about twice about no. it. And it, I think even like, why are you paying attention? Rose was like, uh, you know, you don't just made that song up. He's like, my daddy made the song up, and yeah, you don't realize what he's actually singing, and then. When Corey's singing it, and it's like, oh shit, <laughs> uh, but really yeah. comes together at that point. Yeah, if I'm reading it, I don't remember the lyrics, but the song is essentially like in the moment would be a metaphor for Troy, right? But then Barry and Troy, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, so but then final thing, Gabe shows up, and like Rose didn't know if he was going to get if the hospital was going to let him out or not, but mm-hmm. he shows up and he's carrying the trumpet he always has, and he tries to blow it. So that Saint Peter would let uh know to open the gates for Troy to let him into heaven, and he blows it, and no sound comes out, and he tries again, and a little bit of sound comes out, but the clouds part, and the sun shines then out down on the family, and Gabe goes, and that's the way that go. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, Gabe was the MVP. Um, yeah, three times, three times. So first two times he's just trying to blow it, and then the third time. Uh, as he's he's raising his horn to the clouds, mm-hmm. uh, he manages to hit one pristine singular note, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's when the sun shines and everybody just looks up at the clouds. Really, like, yo, right? Like it works. What the fuck? <laughs> and like yeah. Gabe is like the look on his face. Was, yeah, not even like yeah, I did that. It was like all right, like that's how that goes. <laughs> I'm going to go inside and get a sandwich. Why do you think I've had all these horns for this long? Which well, yeah, another thing I want to come back to. Yes. So <laughs> go for it. Th- this is, this is during that, that six month montage of mm-hmm. just the seasons changing. And then we get to see uh, just a picture of um, Gabe's basement room. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, you know, initially he was talking about getting enough money to buy a new horn. That's right. Um, that's right. And I was just like, okay, cute all right he's always got his horn and basket of produce and suit walking around town but then you see that he has horns yeah and and the fact that you know he has enough money to buy new horns but why does he need new horns and like is it is it something that's suggesting like a to a larger idea of like thematically behind the movie um which i haven't been able to articulate or I didn't, I only have, like, I caught it right before it flashed off screen, mm-hmm. and I saw that it was horns and, like, pieces of horns, and yeah. I don't know if he was trying to, like, assemble one that works, or if he, I mean, either way, he still had more multiple horns. It was, like, a Absolutely. lot of them. Yeah, so, I, I don't know if it's something about, like, futility, and just, like, getting more, Maybe he and just like, trying over again. As a, as a, uh... I don't want to say Grim Reaper, but as like the, the what's the, the, the fairy dude? The, the ferryman? Yeah, like because he has to escort the souls to the afterlife and it was his. There, there it, is. I don't know. I'm um, going too deep. There uh, is a, an angel, I think. I can't remember. There's an angel that I think is that's one of their jobs is to open mm. the St. Peter's open, Gate. Yeah. 
by, oh. by blowing it's a horn. Is it so, Gabriel? Maybe. It, not, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, now I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, I forgot. I didn't even occur to me. Denzel previously directed Viola Davis and Antoine Fisher. <laughs> she played spoiler alert, his crackhead mom at the end for like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just seeing that trajectory is amazing, right? Um, also, a lot of people, there was a drama around her getting only nominated as supporting and not best actress or whatever. And he said, I understand, but it was actually her decision because it she felt it uh, helped her heighten her chance of winning. And that makes- did that work out? Because she won like seven of them. <laughs> so that's cool. Makes sense uh, when yeah. you think about it. Uh, so characters. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, before I get into <laughs> stupid characters, uh, favorite aspect of the film. Uh, they really nailed Rose. <laughs> All right, easy. Well, I was say they really nailed the time period. Everything just seemed like it's not going to date. The movie's never going to be dated. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It felt authentic. Mm. Okay, now you already know my favorite is them just. Chewing the scenery, just just they they went in acting wise, just powerhouses. We already know the MVP character. I mean, it's Gabe or it's Gabe or Rose. Everybody but Troy. Everybody but Troy. Uh, Everybody <laughs> hates Troy. <laughs> yeah, you can argue it's literally anybody. Bono, uh... <laughs> fictional dog from the song. Yeah, <laughs> old, old blue. Blue is tight as shit. You're my boy, Blue. The car in the driveway. <laughs> Your favorite character, but what character are you? <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I, I'm Troy. So I'm not Troy. Good job. I uh, <laughs> unfortunately lean very, very close to being lions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my favorite, my favorite character is, is Rose. Gotcha. Um, uh, I know that I'm not Troy because I've actually like apologize to my children if you've i've seen, had to, you've like, seen your kids voice. before yeah plus i'm still in their lives and um i don't hit them with bats either they, they could take but, you in a fight uh, i'm not troy okay. <laughs> um i i think rose is probably the best character mm-hmm. i think that's quite obvious i mean she won seven awards for it so yeah i don't know rose is pretty mid she's, she's um, the movie. Hard yeah movie. uh it, it wouldn't be the same story without her character. Mm. Uh, definitely. Um, I know for a good chunk of my life, I was Corey. Okay. Uh, mm. Cause I, I, you know, childish impulses and not understanding where your parents are coming from and then having to learn that and kind of find a way to process it. Uh, so I'm going to say probably the most like Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to be Bono though. I want to be Bono. I want to be chills Bono. I think that has got, a lot going for it. I think I'm Bono. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm. I'm. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not. I don't know. Y'all tell me. Okay, uh, you could I, be. I. I don't know, man. I, I. I feel like I. I will be the one to tell the friend that's fucking up. He fucking up. Okay, but you do it in a nice way. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if it's nice. <laughs> I'll start out nice, and if you're not getting it, like, I, bro, you gotta think about what you're doing. Hey, man. Look, I, I know she got Indian in her, but you uh, you got a good woman at home. You fucking up. 
Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be Troy, kids. Don't be Troy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and like understand how he became the way he is, but also like that, that doesn't, you're still at the end of the day, you're still fucking up. You know, uh, there's something to be said about recognizing your upbringing and your childhood, but when you are an adult and you have children, you're no longer allowed to say, oh, well, I had a really hard time and da, da, da. It's like, you don't get to be the hard time for everyone else now, though. Is is your cross to bear? You need to figure. You gotta out come to out of it. Yeah, yeah. You can't just wallow in self pity and drink yourself to death and blame everyone else for your circumstances and then be scot free of any fucking responsibility for yourself. So, yeah. um, that's just yeah, you know, a rant. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there any awards you want to give other like that we didn't already talk about? Best supporting actress. Um, <laughs> no, not I'll not necessarily. <laughs> um, it's funny because you know you're talking about like ten out of ten life changing. I don't know if this would have changed my life if I was younger when I saw it and I understood less about mm-hmm. the time period. I could definitely see it, but um, I, I, you know, easy easily suggested to anybody that is willing to sit through a very heavy film. Okay. Tim, uh, yeah. final thoughts and ratings? Yeah, I definitely feel like this is suggestible. I would uh, agree with anybody who's ever told me they thought the movie was good. Um, I don't think I would suggest it to people who talk about too much trauma. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you don't. Mm, just don't. Just, uh, just do skip that. this one. But, so you probably uh, had enough of that. So Are you good? <laughs> But uh, it's definitely one of Denzel's best efforts, and every, everyone involved. Man, fuck Casey Affleck. I'm still mad. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's a big takeaway. I, I hope I hope he choked him with a bat. Man, uh, uh, mm. messy. My final thoughts. Uh, absolutely love this movie. Actually, one of my favorite movies because holy shit, this is just just what like I think I talked about it on like the Whitney Houston episode, I want to dance with somebody episode about how, like when you witness someone with such talent, just go all in. And it's like, it trans, like it just takes you to a different, like plane watching Whitney sing does that. And I think I use the example of like watching Denzel act. And in this mm. one, watching Denzel act and Viola Davis act against each other. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, uh, that's what I got. Uh, ratings. Uh, what did I rate this? I'm pretty sure it's a ten out of ten. I just yeah. Like, <laughs> um, actually, six point five. Um, <laughs> uh, uh. I had it as a nine out of ten. So it was a masterpiece, but it wasn't life changing. Even though I just said it was life changing, so I don't know what I'd be on. But <laughs> it's it's an absolute amazing movie, and it's like a two hour, ten minute movie, and there's no action. It's literal, but it feels like there's action because they just yeah i will say that there's no action and it is a two-hour ten-minute movie but there's no like dead time yeah there's like there's no you know what i mean um was it uh, i i mentioned if the last movie we watched hidden strike had maybe 10 more minutes just for dialogue but there were parts in that movie where it felt like they didn't know what the fuck to do so they're like oh let's put in five minute shot of them driving through desert 
there's a lot of filler in that that felt like it could have been better handled. There was no filler in this movie. No, nope. yeah. everything served a purpose, whether it be to explain the story or set a mood. And uh, even the montages were just like, here's some, yeah. here's some pertinent things you won't realize until about three minutes from now. The, the only thing that bugged me about that is because now I'm trying to figure out like the imagery behind some of it thematically and be like, yeah. well, was this suggestive of anything in the movie? Uh, but, you know, it, it, rating wise, I don't my my 10 doesn't necessarily mean life changing because I don't know. I, I don't know if I see a lot of things that are life changing. And if I do, I don't talk about them because it's usually for the worse. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I would I would love to give this movie a 10. Um Yes, just I'm gonna give yeah. it a ten two. Okay, <laughs> Spencer's fantasy ten two. Bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, uh, and Tim, you said you'd recommend it, right? Absolutely. Uh, so, on that note, hey, we did it. Episode twenty two in the books. Uh, any plugs? Um, you know me. We're just we're just power bummer all over the place. You search it anywhere, you'll find all one word. Uh, Shirts, stickers, screen prints, all that jazz. You know, we're just here to have fun. All right, Tim? Same old stuff for now. Uh, I'm still working on possible EP stuff. You want to come by the Patreon and learn more about that? Or if you just want to come by the Patreon and hear me uh, talk junk about people, but so low-key that you'll never figure out who they are, sometimes I do that. <laughs> and your uh, DD Sluggers YouTube as well? Yep. Uh, okay. There's the... There's a lull in the videos because I'm still trying to figure out what to edit on because my last editing software, uh, I bought it for $40. I thought I had a lifetime thing. And then they were like, oh, we changed to a subscription model. So nobody can own Vegas either. Uh, Jesus. So, yeah. It's the worst. Well, it was Vegas. It's Vegas. Uh, and at Tifron Everywhere, uh, I'm not going to say the whole podcast is on Blue Sky, but at least like five of the voices that you've heard so far are up there. Come through. There's a block button. Yeah. I know we have a running. <laughs> oh, there Unlike it is. Twitter. I was about to say, we have a running gag of just shitting on Twitter at the end of episodes. So this is that part. <laughs> uh, no block button. What? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a block button. Your blocks are public, but you know, just man up about it. Be yeah. <laughs> say what you chest. And on that note, uh, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff with the podcast uh, helps us out. I guess I don't know. We we kind of do this for fun, but I, you know, whatever. Do do those things, and have a most excellent week. And try not to be a dick to your children. Take please. care, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Later. <laughs>